0: There was a whole skyscraper boom in New York in the early 20th century. You have to imagine a world quite low to the ground. And then comes this moment when cities start to rise alarmingly. At least it was alarming to some. The composer John Alden Carpenter wrote this rather anxious ballet score called Skyscrapers in 1926. Commenting on the perils of modern life understand the concerns about change and the city, it helps to know that in Manhattan, what led to this skyward trend was a northward trend. Manhattan was on the move. Manhattan moved uptown a block a year in the 19th century. It
1: cascades in the 20th century.
0: Rosette Broderick lectures on architecture and urban planning at NYU. She says at the time, the move up from lower Manhattan overtook the city. And everybody follows fashion, so to speak. It was the fancy houses and the brandstones that led the way north, and commerce follows them uptown. Soon, post-World War I technology is booming and finding new ways to build taller, most notably with steel.
1: That was the great breakthrough.
0: John Taranek. His book is The Empire State Building, The Making of a Landmark.
1: The walls of a skyscraper do nothing to support it. A skyscraper is supported by a skeleton of steel.
0: With steel frameworks, anything could happen. They completely changed cities like Chicago and New York, now extremely interested in height. The idea to build the world's tallest building was hatched by two powerful men, Al Smith, who was governor of New York, and John Raskob, then the chief financial officer of General Motors. At least they were powerful for a time. But it's a classic story. Governor Al Smith ran for president and lost and Raskob parted ways with General Motors.
1: So for the first time in the lifetimes of either one of those men, they didn't have jobs.
0: So it was full steam ahead with their idea to build what they wanted to call the Empire State Building. They hired Arthur Loomis Harmon to design it with the firm Shreve and Lamb, and they wanted to build fast. Why so fast? because of a quirk in those days in New York's real estate regulations.
1: Leases began on May 1st and ended the end of April, obviously.
0: So they wanted a flurry of lease signers at the earliest opportunity, which would be May 1st, 1931. In late August of 1929, Smith and Raskob announced their schedule. Start date was to be March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, 1930, which would give them a little less than 14 months to build.
1: What, of course, they didn't account for was the crash in the fall of 29.
0: October 29th, just two months after their announcement, everything changed. Once the crash descended on America, some found it absurd to keep going with the building in the face of the Great Depression. A rich man's folly, some said, but they kept going, undeterred, also pushed by a rather fierce rivalry. Raskob, our former General Motors chairman, competing with Walter P. Chrysler, who was building his own tallest building in the world with his name attached. Whether what came next was luck or brilliance or a little of both is hard to know for sure. But Lewis Hine, the remarkable documentary photographer, really the first who could be called such a thing, was hired to photograph the process of building the Empire State. Hine was a serious, somewhat shy, socially conscious photographer who had already documented the plight of children in factories and the hardships of minors. Mr. Hine wasn't about to take pictures of a building. That's quite right.
2: (laughs) No, he was not interested in a building, no matter that it was going to be the tallest building in the world.
0: Vicki Goldberg, photo historian and author of The Power of Photography.
2: He was interested in people. And he was particularly interested in people in difficult situations.
0: Hein had his own plan to focus on the workers. How did he do it?
2: Well, one of the ways was that he sat beside them. He went up into uh, very difficult, high situations, and he would go up in a special little cart. He climbed on girders. This was not a man who was an athlete, and he was in his 50s by that time. But he went with them. And I think they were probably bemused in some way.
0: Those now familiar Lewis Hine pictures, about a thousand taken of the men at work high in the sky, precariously building and reinforcing that steel skeleton, could be seen in the display windows of a vacant apartment store on 34th Street. They turned public sentiment right around.
2: These pictures were very meaningful for people who were looking for something in this time of calamity. When you're in a time when people are soon going to be jumping out of windows and you see people flying up on girders, it must transform your ideas of what might be going on.
1: The top of this structure is the highest thing in the world today. It was ever created by the brains, the brawn, the ingenuity, by
0: the time the building opened on May 1st, 1931, the workers' labor and those photos had made the Empire State into a triumph of team spirit and hard work in hard times. It can still be transformative, notes New York Times architecture critic Michael Kimmelman. It is a very cool thing on the skyline still. It's now a little hard to find sometimes since the skyline has been redrawn by so many tall buildings, which is a very interesting Thing about tall buildings, the way they occupy what is fundamentally public space, but also our mental landscape of the city. With that kind of setback and antenna that creates this kind of ultimate symbol of height, that needle pointing at the sky. For John Taranen, the building's biographer, its appeal is downright personal.
1: It's, it's almost, I, I know this is a bizarre thing to say, but it's almost huggable. You know, there's a form to the building that is endearing. You don't find many buildings of that nature. And part of it is because it's a very gentle building. There's nothing aggressive about it. Here's to the
0: gentle, huggable Empire State we love, to all who built it, and to Lewis Hine, whose pictures made people love it even more just when they thought they'd lost everything. It's Fishko Files. I'm Sarah Fishko.